0: Imagine yourself under a starry sky around the warm glow of the sacred fire, as your hosts Saren Odinson, Jim Two Snakes, and Caitlin Stormbreaker talk about shamanism, animism, books, science, psychology, pop culture, and more. Welcome to a show inspired by those late-night conversations by real-life spiritual practitioners. Won't you come and join us around grandfather fire?
1: Empty lungs and full heart, fluttered eye and grasping hand, straining throat and bent spine, taut skin and scraping bark, quivering stomach and leaden feet, croaking voice and sucking ground, parted ribs and empty stomach, open ears and iron tongue, howling mouth and yawning void.
2: Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Around Grandfather Fire. You're listening to episode number 32. I am Jim Two Snakes, joined by my good friends and co hosts, Sarah Thodenson and Caitlin Stormbreaker. How's it going tonight, guys?
3: Oh, it's going. I'm alive, working through the busy week of our season here in this blistering, cold, snow covered existence
2: of... I, know, I, <laughs> I was thinking that like I was going to complain about how cold my office was but you know I got an office at least so you are out in it so <laughs> I, I, my ability to complain is greatly diminished
3: yeah I, I've legitimately spent the entire day cleaning roughly eight to ten inches of snow off of all of our product just so that I could collect it and send it on the truck <laughs> I'm over this
2: that's in wild way. Like, yay, here's winter, everybody. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's,
2: it's my favorite season.
3: <laughs> well, and it's all going to be gone next week because we're going to hit 40 by Tuesday.
2: Right, but only for a couple days, I think. So Yeah.
3: We'll probably lose about half of it, and then th-
2: it'll just be slush. Probably. I wish all the, uh, uh, all, all the listeners could see just a second ago as Caitlin's cat was sitting on her lap watching the little windows of our videos did you see that Saren? <laughs> <laughs> He's doing, there's peoples on that screen
3: she's about to come back too hi nicks oh there's the tail yep.
2: <laughs> all right well everybody that's listening when uh we get going here uh we're going to do a little bit of an intro we'll get caught up here but The episode that we're having tonight, I'm really, really excited about because we had one of our listeners reach out. I don't know if you guys remember, we answered a few episodes back, a listener email, and um, it was right after Caitlin had started the broadcasts with us, and that went really well. But the person who sent us that email, Autumn Jones, Autumn had more questions, so we decided that this time around we were going to have the guest on the show so what we did is we we had autumn on for a really awesome question and answer back and forth and i'm hoping that this actually starts something new for us The and and caitlin and i we all seem to really enjoy it so if you want to have more of an in-depth breakdown sort of session and, and converse with us something other than email or twitter or whatever get hold of us and we'll schedule time to have you on the show. And maybe you can find out more about the questions that you want to ask directly. So I I encourage everybody to reach out for us. It was a really fun experience.
3: Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And she was, she was on the right path and asking the right sorts of questions. Right. And I really enjoy those kind of people because I, I get excited for their progress
1: yeah, I'm. I'm actually really uh, honored that we were able to to answer the questions we did, because, um, and especially given how sensitive the nature of those questions were, um, to be able to directly interact with somebody whose path we're helping shape—that's a rare. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's a rare gift, because I mean that's what this show's for. But on the other right. hand, having the interactivity with the audience is a really a beautiful gift.
2: Yeah, it really was. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love when we have experts in, uh, on from various fields or authors of that sort of thing. But uh, this was really a fun experience. And a little bit of a follow-up, too. I got a message uh, a couple of days after we recorded this. And then suddenly, out of the blue today, another message, um, which was funny considering we're going to record the opening tonight, that, um, that Autumn is actually understood we're going to be talking a little bit about ancestor work with her and come to find out a few days after we recorded that interview she had someone join the ancestors from her family so the timing was very profound and then uh, she finally got back to me here earlier today which is you know everything is going well but she had a lot of realizations about what spirit was preparing her for. And so our answers were on point and what her work is doing is on point, And so it's really cool. Yay. No, I, yeah. Funny. Like I said,
1: that's a, that's a real gift right there. Cause uh, wow.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it was pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. So before we get into that though, what's new with you guys, we haven't had a chance to get caught up very much recently. What's new?
3: Oh, um, well, I've been working uh, pretty in-depthly with uh, Beth uh, doing some yoga therapy, which I I put yoga in, in quotes for the Western view of yoga. We're delving a little deeper into the philosophy of it. And she's currently helping me find... I guess reconnect with who I am and helping me find what it is that I want to do. And she recently had me take just a short, like two, three minute test. Um, I think it's called an Enneagram test Mm -hmm. and you get percentages for, there's like nine different things that you could be and I'll have to pull it up here, but I, I guess I'm, I'm a number four with a, a five wing, which if anybody out there knows what the Enneagram quiz is, you know what I'm talking about. And that really kind of helped open up different avenues and is helping me understand who I am. And she has me doing a couple of other things as well. And I came up with the idea because uh, as you guys know, and as we talked about a few episodes ago, I was going through a very deep, process of grief Mm -hmm. for two years and during that time i actually experienced levels of guilt and shame because my spiritual practice had i felt like it had fallen on the wayside Mm -hmm. you know i wasn't meditating every day i wasn't doing yoga every day wasn't saying prayers to my gods and ancestors i wasn't doing any of that stereotypical spirit work and one thing that she said to me was you were doing the work. It just looked different than what we're used to. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, Oh, Holy crap. You're not, you're not wrong. And I have had so many like this to forehead realizations with her and talking with her. And I'm just like, wow, why, why do you do this to me too? Because Jim did this to me for six years. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) um, So I came up with a really great idea. Um, I actually won that journal at Michigan Pagan Fest, that uh, blank-paged handmade journal, and I'm going to turn that into a spiritual bullet journal. Oh, very cool. To where I'm going to have a section for the gods that I work with and a section for my ancestors and a section for my spirit animals, and everybody's going to have a certain amount of pages, and I'm going to put prayers and songs in there, and when I feel the need to work with them I can just open up the book to where they're at and I'll have an index and maybe even a glossary if I get to it but and then I can just sit there and then I have something that I can carry with me everywhere I go and it's just a thing that is totally nondescript if anybody saw it they'd be like oh nice journal and I'm like "Mm, thanks I go sit in my car at lunchtime and think about hella for a little while
1: nice that's really cool
2: Yeah, yeah that is cool I'm glad you're working with Beth because uh, between you and me, I think I said a few of these things and you're not listening to me anymore. I don't know. I'm just going to say. Well, when you hear it from
3: the same source so many times, you got to hear it from somebody else before you actually believe it.
0: Yeah. Haley,
2: congratulations right. to, I want to, while I got you right here, uh, congratulations to you and Marco and Kelly, three of my students. It popped up on my Facebook that it was three years ago that we went through Eastwork and you graduated with, with, with your, with honors essentially. So it's really cool that it, I can't believe how fast these three years have gone.
3: I can't believe it's been three years. Right. I thought this happened last year.
2: I know it. I was when the picture shot popped up and said three years ago. I'm like, seriously? Because I just knew automatically where it was. It was the three of you standing with that brick wall in the background by that fireplace, that cabin Mm -hmm. that we went to. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me! Yeah, that
3: i that cabin was awesome too. And fantastic. It it, and just a short story for our listeners. This was really awesome for me. when we got there part of the deal for us using the cabin was that we had to cleanse, cleanse the area and figure out why there was heaviness there. And I knew this going to the cabin and it was dark by the time I arrived. And as soon as I got out of my car, I had land spirits running up to me going, but the trees are gone, but the trees are gone. And I was like, that's okay. You know, it's, it's a farm field. They're, they're, killing it. And I didn't understand until I think the last day or second to the last day we were there. And her husband, I think it was, showed up and I said, what used to be out there? And he goes, oh, this used to be an orchard. This used to be a cherry orchard. We had to tear out all the trees because they got root rot. And I was like, oh, that's why they're upset because yep. all the trees are gone.
2: Yeah. We went out and made what, like four separate shrines to the land spirits, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. So, that,
2: that, that was a good cool. weekend, yeah. Yeah, that was a good weekend. So what's new with you, Serith?
1: Um, ooh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shocking no one, I'm still working tons of overtime. Um, so that's not new, but what is uh, really radically different, I think since the last time we spoke um, was I'm going through the initiation work with the toys of Dionysus, and that is kicking my ass. <laughs> really? I bet. Yeah. So <laughs> it's uh, it's an entirely different different dynamic working with the toys of Dionysus than it is with the runes. But it's also funnily comparable mm-hmm. because they're simultaneously they are literally toys. Like they're literally children's toys. Um. But they're also these powerful spirits of initiation. so, And they're, they're spirits unto themselves as well. And they all have different interactions with all of us who've been working with them. So it's really interesting to see how unfolding that is and hmm. how, you know, uh, for instance, Sphere of the Ball will work with people in different manners through um, maybe art or music or what have you. And, so it's this unfolding process that I'm still in the middle of. So I don't want to give away too much. And everybody's initiation is different. Like, right. um, <laughs> the, you know, there's a couple of things that are st- are standard to the process. You know, you do work with them, but it's I, trying to say anything across the board about this particular group of spirits is really really hard. I bet. Um. But the 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 work that I've done with them has been revealing in many ways, mm-hmm. uh, deep parts of my spirit that I've kind of not had to work with, uh, either with the runes or with Odin or with any other group of spirits. They're bringing unique things to the fore while still being in this rather heathen Malu, which is really funny because these are like Greek spirits. These are very Greek spirits, but being a uh, part of the starry bear tradition, which is a sort of heathen variant of this there's parts and pieces that they're plugging into with the heathen work that are really dynamic, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, one of the things that they're really hooking into with me, and I don't know jack about cosmology or astronomy, but one of the things they're really hooking into is the the, the bear constellations and things like that. So uh, like the uh, Boots um, constellation or the, the Big Dipper constellation has having a lot of kicks in the head for me as I'm starting to have to research some of these things. <laughs> Cause I'm walking into this completely blind. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know jack shit about nothing. So <laughs> having to work with these spirits is really opening up my field in a lot of ways.
3: I almost think that it's better um, not doing the research before you start working with them. Like I, whenever I had a new spirit come to me in the beginning, I would research the crap out of them. I would find every little tiny snippet of information that I could find on them ever on the internet anywhere and just have my little collection of things. And then the further I got into my uh, spiritual journey, the less I, I, I did that. And now I just approach the spirit or if they approach me, I leave it as kind of like an, an open ground with like a few caveats and boundaries saying, you know, like, don't cross these lines. I won't cross your lines type thing. And then doing the research after to find the correlations and find, oh, well, this person experienced something similar or, you know, this person talks about this and I experienced this a little differently. You know, maybe it was me and that, you know, it was special to me and that was special to them.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm honestly I'm flying by a lot of this um, blind and on faith because I'm trusting that Sanion and the, the other members of the group that I'm initiating with, you know, none know this stuff but can really guide me. And so there's there's an, a real element of the fool here in in my respect because I I don't know jack shit about shit when it comes to this group. <laughs> so all of this is fresh new experience for me, and I'm like. I don't know what's going on, but here's the experience. They're like, oh yeah,
2: that makes total sense. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So question for you both, since you're both kind of uh, flying into new directions and and things where you are not on your as solid footing. um, How do you do the spiritual accounting in that regard? Like, uh, you know, I understand where you're coming from. Caitlin, we're saying that you don't want to research the hell out of everything, but at the same point in time, all right, so how do you gain that knowledge and trust that knowledge? Or is it a matter of experience some first and then do some research instead of doing a bunch of research first? What do you, how are you guys going about it? For
3: me it's I experience some and then I research some and then uh, for the accounting part of it, I'll usually do divination on it and try to, make sure, make absolute sure that's who I'm talking to and who I'm interacting with and finding the symbol set for that person, um, an individual. And then I'll experience some more and then I'll research some more. And if I'm still a little iffy on whether or not it's the right person, then I'll seek outside divination and find somebody, hey, or find somebody who actually worships this person and speak to them directly and say, hey, so this spirit came to me these are the experiences I'm having, but it it's different than what I've found online. Can you help me out? Does this right, sound okay. like the person you work with? So I do, I, I, I'm not very good with blind trust. Like there has to have some kind of grounding there for me to actually trust that it is this thing. And that's something I am actively working with. Cause I know a lot of a lot of the things we do in the the spirit world is very flexible and malleable and fluid at times you know especially with Odin you know the Odin that works with Sarinth is different than the Odin that works for me as well as the Odin that works with my husband mm-hmm. so, you know my experience with him is going to be astronomically different than the experience you have than either of you guys have with him mm-hmm. but there will be tiny little caveats that are the same
2: right right
1: yeah and i i agree i mean odin is one of those gods who will show you one face and might show somebody a completely different one or you might get one of his heti that's really gentle and kind and then joe he then might get the eager the terrible you know um, and so i think i think that that is one of the things going into any of this new spirit work whether you're old hat new hat somewhat dusty hat. Um, you really need to keep in mind is that, you know, these gods do change over time, both individually for us and collectively as groups. So, you know, today you might be getting a really gentle Odin, you might get the royal bastard tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as my my path goes with the Starry Bear, a lot of it is... Um, like one of the things that we did with Sphera was that he, Samuel would give us reading material. Like this is how to get acquainted with the, with uh, Sfera, for instance. Um, and it works with one of his, his books uh, spirits of initiation, I believe. And uh, so the, there's two books that you work more or less in tandem with that form the, the practical and then the, the book work, if you will, the, reading the material and so the reading of the material kind of sets you up with an idea of what the spirit's like but it it can't really communicate the experience of the spirit to you because every single one is different Mm -hmm. which is something that really came to the fore when we started comparing experiences and things. It's like yeah the cool thing about a lot of these spirits, a lot of the gods that we work with like it's not like they're in some distant past and haven't caught up with the present. Like they will work with your internal symbol set not just, you know, okay, well, we're just going to work with, you know, archaic ye old symbol set from whenever this particular time period of this selected piece is from. No, we're, I can work with modern music. I can work with, you know, uh, like pff, word runa. for instance, is still one of my my go-tos when it comes to, to rune work for a reason. <laughs> it works. So I, I I find it really cool that the spirit's, are willing to pick up and work with the tools you have at hand
2: right
3: what yeah. about you jim what do you do as far as uh checking spiritual accounting when you're encountering a new spirit
2: yeah basically the same as all you guys uh you know the um divination is a good one and i all right this is going to sound kind of arrogant but i feel like i've earned enough of my stripes where I can trust my gut quite a bit. And when I ever have an inkling of a doubt, then a lot of times, you know, basically given what I do and and what we've done for years, I I tend to know people who have dealt with almost any spirit out there. So then I just go start asking some questions, you know, and, and, and feeling around a little bit. That's not the way I would recommend everybody eventually i think most people will get there though because you, you'll, you'll end up having a few tried and true spirits that you work with a lot and a lot of times i feel like they'll clue you in you know your garden angel your ancestors somebody's going to clue you in that eh, this one's kind of a rotten case so you know what i mean like i feel yeah. like i feel like that's what what you're progressing towards always when you're when you're starting out your practice
3: Yeah, I think that's important to know because you have to have those spiritual allies first. You have to have those certain spirits that you work with all the time that you 100% can trust. That way, they know who to let in the door and who to be like, yeah, no, maybe you shouldn't.
1: Yeah, that's kind of what. I was, that's a variation of what I was going to say. I mean, it doesn't. To me, that doesn't sound arrogant. To me, if you're doing the spirit work and you're doing it regularly enough, and <laughs> you've had cachet with certain spirits, you ought to be able, at a certain point, be able to say. Hey, this smells rotten. Hey, this doesn't sound right. Yeah. I mean, that's that. Otherwise, what's spiritual accounting for if you can't at some point just off the cuff go, yep, that's a bad situation. No way.
2: Right. As one of those things where the the spiritual accounting stuff is always in the back of my head, it's just that you kind of get a feel for when and where you need to put uh, more emphasis on it, like Mm -hmm. when you need to pay more attention to it, I guess, sort of Mm
4: things. Mm hmm.
2: Like, you know, after a while, I, I'm pretty good at walking. Uh, but once in a while, I really need to pay attention to what I'm doing. <laughs> so,
3: yeah. yeah, especially nowadays when there's so much ice just everywhere. It's like, I'm not in safe terrain right now. I really should pay attention.
2: <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, Yeah, the spiritual accounting just is – it actually is on my mind quite a bit because I've been kind of assigned the task of making sure I get that book done over this winter, so. Mm -hmm. Oh, which book? (laughs) The spiritual accounting book. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) Lucky you. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I've had it outlined for, you know, two years now. I suppose I should actually get around to writing (laughs) it.
1: Yeah. At
2: least
3: you did step one. Yeah. Yeah, you
2: know. you know, you
3: just have to do, you know, steps two through twenty mm-hmm. now.
2: Yeah, exactly. I don't, you know, as long as I don't have anything else to do. So,
3: mm. <laughs> like that's yeah, ever gonna that. happen for you? Uh,
1: yeah, I, you uh, I, I, I feel you, Jim.
2: About,
1: right? <laughs> I really do feel you. But that's how my book took four years to get finished. I'm just <laughs> well, saying. See,
2: there you at least got done. So that's something yeah,
1: yeah, but now I've got, like, two, two more books or so to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, if you can, hold off on that book as long as you fucking possibly can because the spirits will give you more to do.
3: Oh, wait. So you're saying when you complete a task, the spirits give you more shit to do?
1: Right. It's almost like, you know, <laughs> you're a spirit worker and you're supposed to do shit.
2: <laughs> oh. It reminds me, I told my son, This is hilarious. So I told him one day, I said, you don't want to be too good at your job because what's going to happen is your supervisor is going to keep giving you more stuff to do. And you're going to end up doing the stuff that other people aren't doing just because you're good at things. And being, you know, 19, he's like, yeah, dad, whatever. And he didn't, you know, he he could kind of see what I was talking about already at his job. But I think he still got the, you know, yeah, dad's just being silly again. So he goes over to one of his really good friends' house. Dad is, uh, does some computer engineering. And and the friend's dad says the exact same thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you want to be good enough to stand out a little so you get the raises and stuff. But you don't want to be too good. You'll get stuck with everything. <laughs> yup. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> unfortunately our gods and spirits are a little more insightful than our bosses I know, and it's
2: harder than hell hide things from them
1: yeah so you know <laughs> oh we know you're good at this so we're gonna keep piling more shit on or we're gonna move things out of the way so you have nothing but that to concentrate on
2: yeah. <laughs> actually though you know a little sidetrack i guess before we before we wrap up but i i do want to mention something that you and i talked about recently Sarah. I think it's really important for people who are just kind of getting started on their path and also for people like us that have been doing it for a while to remember as much as it sucks sometimes you can actually tell spirit no
3: mm-hmm. yep absolutely
2: you might have consequences because of and sometimes they might even be really trying to push you into a corner and make you stand up to them but it is actually possible to say no very few of these things are going to cause the entire earth to fall apart you might end up hurting some people you might end up hurting yourself or then again maybe the consequences would be minimal but that's an important part of what we do to be able to sometimes go yeah no that's not my job that's not my burden that's not my task yeah
3: generally a reminder Yeah, absolutely. Generally, when I have stepped up to spirit and said no, the response is, all right, I'll find someone else.
2: Yeah. All you got to say is, not right now. Listen, I'm not doing that right now. I've got too much going on.
3: Yeah. Even a not right now, you know, give me a couple of days or even a couple of hours. That's fine. You know, give yourself some space. Respect yourself. Otherwise, they won't.
2: (laughs) You ain't kidding.
3: I do have to share one thing with you guys before we really wrap up. And I I was so ecstatic about this. I finally got to see my absolute favorite band live in concert this last Saturday. And this is a band, um, for those of you listening, my favorite band ever is Tool. Mm -hmm. Um, And his uh, Maynard's, and the other bandmates, because they work as a collaborative. Um, the drummer will write a section of music and he'll send it to the guitarist and the guitarist will write a section of music to those drums and then those two sections will get sent to the bassist and the bassist will add his thoughts on it mm-hmm. and then it'll get sent back around to make sure everybody likes it and then Maynard, the lead singer, will add lyrics to it then. And a lot of his music has not only helped me through some of the darkest moments in my life, but it also has a very deep spiritual connotation to it. Like there's one um, where he's talking about a shadow and kind of in a way embracing his shadow, but in kind of like a dark macabre sort of fashion and addressing the fact that yes, your shadow does suck, but it's there. It's going to be there. So you might as well acknowledge it type of thing. And I was so blown away by the whole experience that I didn't even care that I was sitting completely by myself. I mean, I had complete and total strangers all around me, but the people that I went with, you know, some were down over there, some were up over there. And I was the one single seat that was all by yourself. And it was just, it was amazing. Hmm.
2: That's fantastic. Where'd you see them at?
3: Uh up at Little Caesars Arena. Oh nice. Yeah. Yeah. That that's one thing crossed off of my bucket list finally. <laughs> I I honestly truth truthfully I never thought I was ever going to be able to see them. Just because their tickets are so expensive and every time I went to buy tickets right. they always sold out within hours. And friends of ours had an extra one and they're just like you want to go? I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs>
2: yes. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Oh, Let's so do cool. this. It's funny though. I can't hear that name. <laughs> There's a guy I work with and he's got a friend named Maynard. And so <laughs> it's become this big joke. Like whenever he's telling stories about what he did over the weekend. And like, so when I hear that name, all I can think is,
1: Maynard! Go get the pickup truck! (laughs) (laughs) Well,
3: it doesn't help any that apparently Maynard's brother, uh, his name is Pepper.
1: Nice. uh, Excellent. Your parents hate you. (laughs) No doubt right. Wow. I can see where the macabre music comes from now. Almost like a boy named Sue. Yeah,
3: no, he's super angry about that. <laughs> uh, truth be told, he actually, he adored his mother. And uh, when she passed away, he wrote uh, the songs Wings for Marie, part one and part two, also known as 10,000 Days, which is a t- uh, title album of the album 10,000 Days. And just listening to the lyrics... I mean, it's got a lot of like Christian connotations about, you know, like going up and seeing the Father, Son, the Holy Ghost. And, um, but he also talks about his siblings and his relatives' reactions at her funeral mm. and basically calling them out for being dirty, worthless fucking liars. And you couldn't hold a candle up to her and you're saying all these wonderful things about her and you were never around you can just go away and like he basically called every single person in his family uh, judah or that, judas or whatever that Whoa. is the summary
2: of most funerals in my experience there's yes yeah
3: there's i, I would
2: agree that. yeah
3: but he called them all out in a very popular song
1: <laughs> Damn, if like, you're gonna you're gonna well roast done. people, having a popular song is way to do it, right? right? Right, no doubt.
3: Well done, sir. Well done. <laughs> well, yeah, right. I could seriously talk about them all night. So you guys might as
2: well just. <laughs> that right now. That's all right. That's all right. I know we all got bands that we like. I, I have to tell you, one of my personal favorites dropped the an album. Uh, this last what week and a half ago, now one of my favorites, baby metal, has become like I listened to some of the reaction videos way back in the day with gimme chocolate and 'm like oh that's kind of interesting, and like they keep coming out with really good stuff and i 'm like this is really amazing and they actually have uh become this last week, I think it was the first um, Japanese band to ever top the metal uh sales here in the united states so wow oh, boss yeah good for them yeah so that's pretty cool yeah it's like eh, how about that they are good yeah everybody agrees now so uh, I, I don't <laughs> they're
3: they're not my flavor of metal but that's all right they're doing something right at least
2: yeah right i know it it's kind of crazy It's one of those things where it's like I just kept listening to their tracks and went, I like all this. This is awesome. (laughs) This is nice. I shall keep it. Exactly. Exactly. So, well, I suppose this has been really good getting caught up with the two of you. So let's let's take our bows and exits here and turn this over to the interview that we recorded with Autumn Jones, uh, what, about two weeks ago, three weeks ago? Mm -hmm. Something like that. All right, and thanks, everybody, for listening. Make sure you share the show. Find us on social media. If you can leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify, that really actually helps a lot of people find our show, so we'd really appreciate it if you do that as well. And with that, let's switch over to the interview. Okay, now that we're all here, (laughs) Autumn, meet Sareth and Caitlin.
5: Uh, Hey, guys.
2: What we're going to do how are is, um, Sarah and, and Caitlin and I will probably record an introduction at a later point in time, so we're just going to kind of jump right into it. I'm going to start off by, by asking you to remind us again of the email conversation that we had before, and the question that we answered for you, and, and kind of how that answer worked out for you, and then we can kind of take off on any new questions that you have. Does that sound all right? Yeah. Yeah. All right.
5: All right. Uh, the email I sent Jim was more about uh, touching base with a previous question I had asked him about my friend with a uh, a bit of a an entity problem. It lasted oh a good while. I did some light magic. Uh, actually, Caitlin, you warned me about the uh, overworking myself when performing, when performing that. that. And I told Jim you guys were all right. <laughs> it, it crashed really hard. But uh, it went away for a good bit, and she had some relief, but now it is back. And I just don't really feel, I hate to use this word, but qualified or like I have enough experience to help her. Mm-hmm. I can, you know, do little things for her as a friend and just with the basic knowledge that I have. But I told her to reach out to someone else
4: mm-hmm.
5: in Birmingham, actually, that is a trusted, you know, part of the pagan community in Birmingham. Uh, I don't think she has yet. I think she's a little hesitant, too, which is understandable. She sure. is a Christian, but she totally is very respectful about it. Um, um, and then, and after then after that, after the trip to Michigan, which was a work trip, I came back here and I started, I started getting a lot of these... Uh, reoccurrences of like messages, I guess. And I'm not really one to look into uh, you know, a butterfly landed on me, what does it mean? Sometimes a butterfly just lands on you. It doesn't really mean anything. However, everywhere that I would turn it would be like eleven eleven 111, 12, 12, 4, 4, 222, something like that. And and every time i would go outside to walk uh my dog i have a corgi her name's Lofi, and i'm trying (laughs) to uh i'll show you guys in a bit but uh i was trying to get more earthing time in Mm -hmm. walking barefoot connecting a little bit more i've been super ungrounded uh with some other stuff i'll i'll cover but It almost seemed like every time i go outside and look straight down for no reason, there would be some kind of feather in front of me. And I was like, oh, cool, you know, a feather. I'll add it to my collection. But then it happened again the next day and again the next day. And all that week, it was like, oh, God. They range from different sizes, different colors, different kinds. And I looked up a few things, and it made a few connections. But, of course, it's Google. But...
4: That's, why I, That's why
5: I came to you guys because you're very experienced and I trust your your judgment on it and your vast knowledge. So <sighs> it's, it's I'm kind of at the point where oh, it has stopped though. I guess it was last week, all of it kind of stopped and all that but uh, I, just don't really I just don't really know how to take it or if something is trying to give me a message. I don't know what it is or how to really go by it. Um, I'm still pretty new to the whole paganism thing. I've been studying for maybe five years now, but I've always lived with my parents and it's been kind of hard to study the way I want to. Mm -hmm. I finally moved out and now I have the time to actually get in a practice and get educated and take classes or go to retreats and stuff like that, like you guys have, but I guess I'm just kind of at a point right now where I just don't really know what to do or what steps to take next to further my education and getting involved in a pagan community or just something like that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what kind of stuff a, have you have you read uh, so far?
5: Uh I'm I'm really interested in um of course Celtic mythology Norse mythology But then it's Kind of when I started listening to Around Grandfather Fire, I got really interested in shamanism. I'm so sorry as low-key barks in the background. But But I did did really like uh, the the aspects of shamanism and animism, uh, hard polytheism, stuff like that. And, And of course, witchcraft. uh, I've dabbled and studied a little bit in traditional cottage witchcraft, which is really, really fun. It's great for me. (laughs) But uh, I just don't know what I'm missing honestly it's kind of feeling like there's something some kind of key factor that's really missing in my practice that I'm just not not getting I don't know
3: (laughs) so I I actually have a a question for you when you started Mm -hmm. exploring shamanism was it when you started listening to us or was that more recently was that like within the last week or two
5: it was it was definitely, definitely when I started listening to the uh, the podcast, which it has okay. been maybe, maybe four months ago, five months yeah. ago um, so actually so actually it was a an incident connected that connected it all uh, I've talked to jim shaman Jim about it, and uh long oh gosh it was maybe 2016, yeah, 17, was, i guess yeah. I attended a a reiki circle women's meditation circle was, just interested trying trying to get into it and And a few of the women said that they saw my soul or a uh oh gosh I don't know what you called it it was something to the lines of of like a a soul or like a a, an aura and they they said they saw me get up walk around the circle and, and lunge at a lady almost like I was mad or angry at her and I have No memory. I wasn't trying to do anything, so (laughs) I didn't. I didn't really take take her word as truth back then. But it's it's when I heard Shaman Jim talking about his uh, experience with leading soul retrievals and circles, and how he he said that you would see occasionally people, you know, uh, astral projecting. But I have no no memory. memory of doing that. So, I've had people tell me, oh, you'd remember if you did, or, so.
3: Uh, Not necessarily, at least not in my experience. You wouldn't always, especially if you're not versed in it or practice. like if you're not used to astral projecting or doing something like that, there is a chance that you will not remember the journey. Um, So, it is very possible that that could have been you, but it's also possible that it could have been a being that just took on your visage, that took on your persona, your appearance, just because it was like, okay, I like this one, so I'm gonna use that as my thing, which it's not entirely that may not be it either. I would advise getting some divination on it. If you if it really is bothering you, if you're wondering if that is what happened or if you think it was you or if you think it was another entity I would definitely seek outside uh, divination outside of the divination that you do yourself okay and that should help lead to deeper insight into what happened during that time
5: I did actually buy a uh, well I bought my first tarot deck I know you're supposed to be gifted but I went ahead and bought mine I've been doing a little bit so far i been getting some pretty good Uh, feedback out of it so it's just a matter of me doing the work like you all guys say all the time (laughs) and making time for the work which is what I want to do essentially so yeah I I do agree I'm definitely very interested in taking it seriously and getting some answers and seeing what it's all
2: about do you practice any sort of meditation or tai chi or, or anything like that
5: I used, to, I used to. I used to meditate quite often. About well, I'd well, I'd say about. I would plan on meditating for about you know five to ten minutes, and I'd be meditating for thirty minutes. And I always loved it, and I don't really know why I got out of it. Um, I guess it would go back into my my email that I sent Jim about. Um, I experienced a little bit of depression and. trauma caused caused. and I think a lot of it has to do with uh, when people experience trauma and depression they tend to really disconnect from what they love to do they don't enjoy things anymore so I honestly think a lot of that took a toll on my spirituality and my soul and just all of that and I, I would love to get back into it but Something is keeping me from really connecting, from rooting, from grounding, and I'm not really sure what it is, but I do think that, uh, with, obviously, with your guys' help, and I do want to reach out to some other people in practice, and practice, I would really like to connect like that again and be able to meditate. It's sad, and honestly, I miss it. Do you have an ancestor worship? <laughs> No, but I'm very, very pulled to it. Again, I don't know why it's all out do, I- it. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Do it.
4: Do it, do it.
1: So
5: yeah, oh,
3: go ahead. Sarant.
1: So that's actually, I think at least from my intuition it is screaming at me. You're talking about roots, go to your roots. You're talking about roots, talk to your ancestors. Um, You've heard enough of the show, I think, for for, uh, you to have heard the spiel about how to set an ancestor altar up, right? Yeah. Do it. (laughs) (laughs) The work will teach you how to do the work.
5: Exactly. Uh, We're Uh, we're in a pretty small space right now. We're in a duplex in the city. And, oh, gosh, it's a big change from my little secluded woods. (laughs) I live live in a super small town with uh, my mom Mm. where I used to. So it's, it's a big change and my altar has been all packed, all packed up, up, which is driving me crazy. But I have made the time to set it all back up, and I've talked to my fiance and like, hey, if some ancestors come to this house, it's going to be me, and I just want to make sure you're cool with it because it is something I want to be serious about. And yeah, yeah, I'm definitely going to set up an altar, definitely.
1: If you don't have a lot of space, um, so I'm looking at your counter behind you. Um, a really simple ancestor altar is to just give them that. You know, put a tea light or a candle next to it or something, and just give give them coffee every morning. That can be a very simple part of integrating them into your everyday. You know uh, the hearth. I mean, that's that. You're sitting right right in front of your hearth, basically. So yeah.
5: Yes. Uh, uh, can I get this toy from my dog? She's gonna be squeaking it all the time.
4: <laughs> so I'm funny. sorry. What like, wow, Your dog's really squeaky. <laughs> Come here, love. <laughs>
5: I'm so sorry,
2: guys. It's so nice. <laughs> I'm really into the conversation. Oh, I love it.
5: Oh, I love it. Good girl.
2: All <laughs> yeah. right.
5: But yes, I really agree. That's actually a, an idea I never really thought about with the coffee thing. I, I love coffee and tea. Mm-hmm. Probably 90% of my bloodstream is coffee and tea. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, uh... <laughs> coming out. Awesome. Coming out. Yeah, um, but, yeah, um... That would, be really that would be really good. I did have a statue of Donu because I'm redheaded. It might not look by the, the lighting, but... I've been trying to connect with the Celtic pantheon... It's a little hard to connect with them, honestly. It's just so mysterious, and there's so many aspects that are just hard to crack. But uh, I did have a little, like, moss agate bowl that I filled with water every time it was, you know, empty for Ganu. But I never thought about a hearth uh, altar, actually. That's a really, really good idea.
2: Well, good. No do it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm also thinking about the the fact that you used to meditate a lot because um, what it says to me is like that actually really could have been your spirit getting up out of your body and moving around a little bit because you were kind of used to letting go. There's a there's a sense Mm -hmm. of you there. There's part it feels like maybe there was part of you that is kind of used to letting this whole uh, the body's going to sit over there while I go do things. But I think you might not have been aware of the fact that you were doing it. So what you would want to do to change that up maybe is to get back into, it's not necessarily a meditation routine um, because especially if that's something that is challenging to you right now because of how depression was, but spend some time Mm. just kind of sitting quietly and exploring the outer boundaries of your energy Like, we all have energy fields, we have auras, and they extend outward away. And try to figure out where the edge of that boundary is for you. And then that'll help you kind of slowly sort out where your energy field is. And then from that point in time, you can experiment with purposely moving it around a little bit. Like if I remain sitting here, can I make it go walk across the room? Can I have my energy explore this wow. plant over in the corner without actually physically getting up and moving? And that is kind of the first steps to learning how to do some of the journey work.
4: Hmm.
5: Yeah. Yeah. That's uh that's really, that's really insightful. Uh, I I do, I do have a little bit of difficulty getting in that state
4: Mm
5: -hmm. Uh, I have ADD like crazy like I see a squirrel and my attention immediately goes to it Mm
4: -hmm. it
5: is difficult for me to start the process of meditation and getting into my mind and calming down and filling it out and trying but once I'm there I'm there there. so I guess it's more of a, a process of me you know really personalizing it and I think I, I think I listen to a lot of uh, people too much, like, oh, you do it this way, it'll right. work if you do it this way, or it won't work if you do it that way. So. One thing
2: I've kind of noticed with myself with ritual, and this might apply mm. to you in this <clears throat> circumstance as well, and even all the rituals that you do, but um, I tend to follow philosophy where I need a lot of layers to things, or my mind gets really... Uh, I don't know. My mind doesn't want to focus well if I don't have enough (laughs) stuff going on. So I tend to have to layer things by having an incense with uh, some music or maybe if I'm drumming because that gives my hands something to do while also putting a a, a beat together. I might have to have a drumming track that goes with it. There's a mistake that, that people think that meditation is the Zen meditation where you're trying to block everything out of your mind. And, and that just doesn't work for a lot of people. It certainly doesn't work for me very well. I've gotten there a few times. Um, but it, then I found it to be rather boring and I moved on. So,
1: <laughs> so
2: like kind of leapfrogging off of what
1: Jim said. Um, so I'm sorry. The ancestors thing is really like cranking me back. I feel that really
2: heavily as well. The, so
1: combining your coffee with the morning prayer or morning meditation with the ancestors. And it can be just as simple as sitting with that cup, feeling the warmth of it, or I, I do iced, um, mm-hmm. and inviting the ancestors to share that cup with you, maybe pouring some in a cup for them or some for you and just sitting there in your heart space and just drinking with them. And that's all it has to be like meditation can be moving. It can be silent, but you don't have to do Zazen. If you're not trying to do no mind, don't bother with a lot of the tips and tricks you freak, you know, they're not going to work. Mm. I have ADD. I get it. <laughs> I can't, I can't. Oh, yeah. There have been a couple of times where I've hit the no-mind state, but it's few and far between. I do a lot better when I've got a foci. Mm-hmm.
5: Okay. Wow. Yeah I've, never, yeah, I've never, never, ever thought about stuff like that before. It, it all makes sense. It's all kind of cooking. So, so I, I, yeah, there's going to be unaltered by the Keurig. oh and i also think too uh, that
2: this is all going to work together i'm sorry caitlin i'll let you go here just a second i want to throw in there that um i think this is all going to work together too because there's a a feeling that uh, you know the connecting to the celtic spirits or the nordic or anything else but you're going to begin this process by working with your ancestors And through that, you're going to kind of understand the process of connecting to spirits, and from there, it will become a larger sort of thing where you can say, hey, my ancient ancestors, I need you to give me, help me with introductions, help me with signs, help me with figuring this sort of stuff out. But that's kind of the beginning of the process, I think, for you.
5: Okay. That makes a lot more sense. I've been been having a lot more difficulty trying to, do book work and then do the ancestor work.
4: But
5: I don't think I can do it anymore. They're not going to leave me alone. So (laughs) (laughs) definitely that comes first. Um, There's another method
3: of meditation that you could try, and it's called a walking meditation. Mm. And you can especially do it with your dog, and it'll actually help you to ground as well. Um, For me, one of the most important methods for me to ground because I I experienced a major trauma uh, two years ago. And it essentially threw my life into a tailspin. I suffered from very, very deep, very deeply rooted depression and anxiety and so much to where I completely disassociated from myself, my life, my family, everything. And it took... Me actually returning to the roots of my spiritual practice, returning to my original teacher, the one who started me on this whole thing, to kind of get back to where I am now. And um, the first thing she had me do was to get back into my body, Mm
4: -hmm.
3: to actually feel my hands, to feel the hairs on my arms, to feel how my feet felt when I moved them and how they felt when I connected them to the ground and really just go through just little pieces every single day and be like, oh, how is my calf feeling? Yeah, it sounds really silly to think specifically about my calf, but my calf feels fine today, so let's move on to my (laughs) knee. How does my knee feel? And just like slowly reintegrating back into the body and getting back in touch with yourself will also help you with kind of alleviating the pressure of depression, but also help you to ground and find your center because your center is legitimately right in the center of your body. Mm -hmm. And if you're not centering, then you're there's kind of a a disconnect between you and your physical self. Mm -hmm.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I really resonated with your, uh, your last couple episodes when Caitlin did talk about that and it was, it was, I talked to Jim before I listened to those episodes. And, of course, when I listened to them, it was like, oh, God, of course. So, so yeah, I really, yeah, I really, really feel do like, feel like, hmm, okay. Um, I,
1: I have a question for yeah, you really friend. quick. Oh, yeah. What kind of breed is your dog?
5: That's a Pembroke Welsh Corgi. a <laughs> <laughs> <Good> little
2: Corgi. <laughs> yeah
1: um, okay
2: well you get visions I... of something else Serenth, or
1: <sighs> the breed known as the Pembroke Welsh Corgi as opposed to the cardigan were gifted to human children by the wee folk who use them for any number of tasks yep <laughs> so just the walking meditation connecting with Celtic gods and things mm-hmm. and maybe the fey folk that makes a whole lot of sense because something was starting to click as you were talking about walking meditation Caitlin mm-hmm. I went huh follow this thread I was like something about the dog Okay, click.
5: yeah, actually, i'm I'm glad you brought the dog again uh, and Caitlin with the uh, your your trauma that you experienced when I say that everything kind of started to get, well, maybe a little more intense after I experienced my trauma about about a year ago, it involved a, a family member, my father and my heart dog. I call them heart dogs. And you can have a dog. And you can have a heart dog. Uh, uh, I've been, been separated, separated from my heart dog, and those 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 two connections that were just kind of ripped from me, it it really, really, really got to me. And when Caitlin talked about disassociating and, I guess disconnecting from your own body and how I talked to Jim about feeling floaty, uprooted.
4: uprooted
5: Uprooted is a really strong term that describes how I've been feeling. for for, for, a, while. for a while. I've worked through uh, I've been through to see a therapist, talking that out. It's helped tremendously. And I'm taking the steps and doing the work to better myself. Uh, I've gone back to the gym. I'm lifting weights again. and I, I just think all of it combined with like me trying, actually trying to get better. All of, all of these messages and all of these feelings, like, pulling me back to my original practice, pulling me back to something, I just, can't just I can't it. ignore it anymore.
4: Mm-hmm. So,
5: nice. I have a place, in here where, uh, where I live, that me, you know, me and my fiancé yeah. and our, our corgi love, love to go, love, the, love to hike. We've, we know the, the mountainside, like, the back of our hands. And I, and I think we have found a place that we've talked about occasionally, like, oh, we should make an altar there. So <laughs> hmm. Hmm, maybe you should do that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you should do maybe.
5: that. I'm a bit of a pro- uh, procrastinator too. So uh,
2: yeah, join the club. I'm sure it doesn't help. Yeah. Well, you <laughs> know, actually uh, two places I usually start people when they're asking kind of where to begin their practice our ancestor altar which we already covered and also to find some place outdoors with uh, a spirit that you connect to so if you guys are really comfortable with this mountainside area that you're going to make sure you say introductions to the mountain make sure you leave some offerings and ask the mountain to help you out and watch over you and make sure that you get the right guidance and steps that you need because that's an important relationship to build as well
5: oh yeah yeah I'm, yeah, I'm excited for the uh, next time we go, because here now it's actually starting to feel like fall, and not like Satan's armpit. <laughs> it's kind of been in 100 degree weather here. <laughs> so, it's so it's been a little difficult to go, out, to go out and enjoy a hike and just sit there and like, ah, oh, nature, no. <laughs> but now that, now that it's time, and, coming up in, and, and ancestor, time. ancestor time, yeah, yeah. I think I might make a couple altars and (laughs) tend them this
2: year. You know, we've, we've given you a a lot of information, but I think what you're probably hearing out of it is that a lot of the books and that sort of thing, they're going to make it sound like there is just one set way of doing things. And I think what it's important to remember for anybody that's listening and and trying to figure this stuff out is that you kind of have to explore your own path in your own way. And so for some people grounding, I have a a very dear friend and her grounding meditation doesn't work well with a tree. So she pictures stones and lines of metal and, and really a dwarven sort of energy going on. I have another friend that when she does grounding, it's not grounding at all. She pictures laying on the beaches, waves wash over her and they cleanse her and they connect her. So you have to kind of go with what works for you and be willing to experiment around a little bit with it. And, and that's where, you know, you call, you're, you're talking to us, you're getting feedback and that's, that's the best way to go is experiment a little bit and then get some feedback and keep track of what's going on. Cause everybody's path is a little bit different and that's an important thing to remember. Yeah. yeah now is I the, agree. now is the
1: time to develop spiritual accounting. Um, kind of jumping on that, that bandwagon with, with Jim here um, <laughs> and, and uh, using his word. Because uh, now's the time, especially when you're early on, where you're developing good relationships with your your land spirits and things like that. This is the time to, to start collating all this information. And it could be you find out down the road, oh, there was this big message attached to the feathers or there was no message at all. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and that's going to be, I think, a good thing to to build up correspondence and understanding um internally and, and yeah definitely get it checked with divination because that's part of spiritual accounting
4: mm-hmm.
1: but um I, I think especially right now you know finding your your way of walking is going to be the big thing because you're you're your, you've got practices that you're going to be re- engaging in and um I know I fall back on this statement a lot, but it's true because the work will teach you how to do it. Mm. And <laughs> I, I think that a lot of your experiences and things you've talked about are you figuring out the work for yourself.
5: Yeah, I completely agree with doing the work yourself. And I haven't, you guys have actually been uh, one of the maybe couple people I've reached out to. I've reached out to You Pagans and the Cat, <laughs> and they've answered my questions and they have always directed me towards towards you um uh, I've had a few friends that have been good mentors but I don't,
4: know. I don't know
5: something just hasn't really clicked for me until grandfather fire so I'm glad that you guys can reach out and care about the community and your fans and stuff like that and actually it really really does help so
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate that yes oh. that was the whole point of us starting the show was to make sure mm-hmm. that that you know we were having conversations that helped other people as well as just having a good time ourselves so i guess that i guess we're hitting some of those goals at least oh
5: yeah, oh, yeah you definitely are all of
2: you
5: <laughs> and caitlin's been a great uh addition to the family as soon as she I came agree. on the first episode i was like woohoo! <laughs> oh yeah i
2: agree
3: it's so good because I have so much anxiety over it. I'm like, oh my God, what if people actually hate me and I'm worthless and I don't know any of this, but I'm learning to cuss those thoughts
5: out and tell them to go the fuck away. So, working on it. Hell yeah. Yeah, you
4: guys,
5: yeah, you guys really mesh together very well. All of your paths together, it, it, it clicks. Uh, so, thank you. Uh,
4: I did I have, did
5: have kind, of- kind of one other topic sure. I wanted to address. You've covered it several times before. Uh with me being interested in a few different paths with uh, Celtic mythology, Norse mythology, and really taking an interest in more of like spiritual and ancestor work with shamanism, you guys, you guys talk, talk about cultural appropriation a lot.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: And a lot of the stuff I want to do that I'm feeling a pull towards, I guess I'm just kind of hesitant to start, especially with the shamanism, because. I'm a ginger. I'm a white American, and I don't <laughs> want to offend anyone or overstep, my, overstep boundaries. my boundaries. Of course, I can read about it and love it and respect it. But if I'm, if I'm I guess, with the journey work. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go ahead, Caitlin.
3: <laughs> I,
2: Caitlin's hand. <laughs> I,
3: I'm, I'm going to be that person because I I deal with that a lot because I am a straight, white, female who is privileged in my white American ways and I have no right at having hands dabbled in any areas outside of my own little white culture that I have created here. Um, There will always be those people. There will always be those people who cannot see the level of respect and care that you put towards what you do and they will only see it for the surface and for what they think it is that you're doing. The only thing you can do is remain respectful, keep up your reciprocity, the The gift for a gift. If, um, you know, okay. spirit gives you something, make sure you give it back. Or if somebody of, you know, another color comes to you and wants to teach you these things, give back to them in kind to whatever it is that they have offered you. You know, make sure you approach that path respectfully and with honor and do what makes your heart pull you forward
5: Mm. when you use the word word reciprocity and oh wow wow. Uh, I pulled a couple cards a while back just starting to learn about them and, and whatnot and I never really had a question I just pulled some and, uh, and uh, one card. card, oh gosh, I forgot exactly what it was, but one of the key terms was practice reciprocity, gifts. you know, gifts, gifts for a gift. So golly. <laughs>
4: it's
5: all coming back full circle. So Yeah. But yeah, uh, definitely I, I've been a little bit concerned with practices and where I should go and respect and stuff like that. So
1: yeah. I wanna point out something. Um you cannot appropriate your own ancestors. Um, okay. You know, you're ta- you're talking a lot about working within the Celtic and Norse uh, religions pantheons. Uh, the <laughs> this this begins with ancestor work. Um, you do not have to be a shaman to practice ancestor work or any of the spirit. Most of the spiritual stuff we talk about on the show, anybody could easily pick up in their own cultural context and work with in their own cultural context. Um, Ancestor worship is pretty much across the board, you know, in polytheist, animist cultures, indigenous cultures. There's some kind of ancestor work and it, it varies culture to culture, but there's some kind in there. Um, I, I, this juncture, I would be a lot less concerned with appropriation and more with getting in over your head Mm -hmm. and just taking things at your own speed. Because there are some gods that will pick you up and go, (laughs) let's go. Uh, (laughs) And so taking things at your own pace is, to me, more the the pressing concern here. Mm -hmm. Because if you're like any of us, when you kind of get that kick in the ass and, okay, uh, this is the pace I can set. And just being mindful of of what pace you can actually keep, Mm -hmm. um, whether it's ancestor work, whether it's spirit work.
3: Um, And the other thing is, building a rapport with your ancestors, building a relationship with them, they will actually help uh, you in your relationships with higher deities. They will help bring in the good ones, they will help you suss out who is who and make sure they're not wearing masks of different people or anything of that sort. So it's important to have that grounding, that, that base level of work with your ancestors, because they
2: will help you throughout the rest of your spiritual work. Yep. The the only last thing oh. I would add to that is that, um, and maybe that's the fault of our show and how we talk about things sometimes, but shamanism isn't necessarily separate from these other things that you're talking about. Um, the way we talk about shamanism it's it's more of a duty or a role but within most cultures they have similar roles they just have different names for them and even the term shaman isn't native american it it comes from mongolian regions so um and it's been known in europe since the 1800s so don't worry too much about what is or isn't shamanism. We're just you know at this point in time, you're just gonna work strongly on the on the core practices and you're gonna find how they all interrelate for you. And you will
3: eventually define shamanism for yourself. Yeah. you will come up with your own definition of shamanism and what it means to you. So make the word work for you. Don't work for the word.
5: Oh wow. that's really yeah. that was really good. Okay, I've got, I've got a lot to think about. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, I hope we Sorry. hope in three or four weeks, when you get it oh, all no. sorted out, we can. <laughs> <laughs> <Taylor>. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> let me swallow first. Oh my God! Spit take number one. <laughs> uh.
5: Uh. uh. I look at my phone. I've got about 15% battery left. Okay, it's probably well, going to last till,
2: till the hour. <laughs> that's all right. We don't have to fill a whole hour. I just want yeah, to make sure okay. that we have your, uh, your mm-hmm. we've done a good job answering your questions and giving you some place that you feel like you can you can start from.
5: Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. definitely. Uh, I did want to say with the Ancestor work, something popped up in my head uh, with Samhain coming up and me wanting to start that at least this year, get it started. Uh, uh, I, don't know I don't know why it popped up in my head. My great-grandmother, uh, <laughs> I've affectionately always called her Moo Moo. She, she was a Moo Moo. She, an she was a Navy-based based welder. So, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah I th- oh, yeah. Oh. Strong, strong, strong lady, even in her, like, 90s. So, so
4: I think. I think this
5: year, like, a recipe popped up in my head. I think that might be what... I might do this year when I make my altar in the kitchen by my coffee maker. Yep, I'll make one of Moo's recipes. <laughs> I think you're
2: getting the thumbs wow. up from all three of us here.
5: Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Very cool,
2: sweet, perfect place to start. Definitely, absolutely. Yay, I'm so excited a, for you. I know it, right? Yeah, right? Oh,
5: man, I am too. I'm so, so pumped. Like, I know I'm trying to stay calm in my emails. I'm just like, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to talk about everything. But no, I'm, I'm really excited. And it has just been this, uh, I can't ignore it. And it's unlike anything I've ever really felt before. And I know, oh, yeah, one thing I wanted to say, like, I know I'm not
4: I'm like your regular
5: guest on the show. I'm not an author. I'm not. Famous, famous or I'm not, you know, well known in the pagan community. But I kind of see myself like I, I am, basically the pagan community. I'm kind of like (laughs) not a baby baby. I'm kind of like in between with my practice and you know education and learning. And you know, you know when these people that are in this community have these pulls or knocks or when a god pretty much picks them up like hey you're coming with me <laughs> some of them don't instinctually know what to do right and they might have to reach out to people and eventually, eventually you know, like yeah i i I want to be, be a person like that But over time i know it's not like a overnight, overnight thing and i'm i'm only 22 so <laughs> i've got a long time to really build my mm-hmm. practice and put all of the, the wisdom under my belt, but eventually I, I really would like to follow the pool to help people. And no matter what it is with questions or just stuff like, like you guys do, I guess. <laughs> well, I
2: mean the, the, the thought of the grandfather fire, the, the fires that, that the three of us actually oh, yeah. physically set around, it's important that they're not always just for experts. They're for everybody. Everybody's welcome oh, yeah. to the fire. Everybody's welcome to ask questions. Everybody's welcome to speak from their heart and, and speak their truths. And that's, that's an important part of sitting around that sacred fire. And I actually kind of want to thank you Autumn, do for coming on with us tonight, because this is inspiring to me as well. And I'm hoping that there might be other listeners that want to spend some time with us and talk about some of the things that they're, they're going through or dealing with, or that they have questions on because the three of us, it's, it's been a while we've been doing this a bit. So we sometimes forget oh, yeah. what, all the questions are like anymore. Mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> Definitely. I would love to hear more of your listeners come in or just see what, what people bring to the table. Well, I
3: really hope that you reaching out will help others reach out, too. You know, like, sometimes when you get known well enough in a community, and I can't believe this is coming out of my mouth right now, but... <laughs> <laughs> You kind of get put up accidentally on a pedestal, <laughs> and people look at you like Aww. you're totally unreachable, but you reached out to us, and we answered you, and that's what we want to do, so I hope you give people the inspiration to actually, somebody who's been sitting on a question that have been wanting to ask us questions, oh, but have been afraid to because we're unreachable, but you you are, you're bridging that gap for us, and I'm mm-hmm. I really adore you. I think you're adorable, by the way. <laughs> Thank
5: you. You guys are all okay, too. No. You, I, I, was a, I was a huge fan for a while, so it, it was a little difficult reaching out because I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm a I'm so <laughs> so I'm so uh,
1: But I want to reach out real sure. quick and say that just because we've answered questions, on this show doesn't mean we don't want you back doesn't mean that we don't want you to still email us yeah my email's mm-hmm. always open i still want you to you know if you've got questions uh if you've got things that you want to know about and even yep. if it's just to collect resources until you're ready to move on that's totally cool oh.
2: yep mm-hmm. keep us updated definitely oh
5: wow you guys are great yeah. thanks oh, yeah mm-hmm. i sorry but definitely i will be sending more emails (laughs) if i have my (laughs) any more experiences especially with growing my uh my practice and probably probably you guys will be the first one i've I've come to like hey so this happened but no that doesn't mean that i'm just going to rely on you know these uh scott calls and your podcast i'm definitely wanting to put in the work and i'm i'm so excited (laughs) I'm rolling. so excited for yeah, you. Yeah, we're this all is excited. going to be a too, fantastic so
2: journey. That's why we want to keep updated. Oh, cool. so, all right. Well, with that, we'll let you go before your phone totally dies on you. But thank you so much mm-hmm. for joining us tonight. Really appreciate it. Thank, thank you.
5: Thank you so much. All right. Have a great night. All right. You See too. As well. Bye. Bye.
2: would like to express our solidarity for Black Lives Matter. We stand with you and every marginalized group that's seeking justice.